Hi guys, I'm your girl Ashley Garcia, your host and fellow creative. This podcast is a space where we explore all things creative while diving deep into the mind, perspective, inspiration, and process with guests from all walks of life. Welcome, Creative Castaways. Today we got Ali. I don't really want to say your name last name just because I don't think you're a big fan of it either. <laughs> or you always I don't make, really. You make jokes about it too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You can use my whole name if you want. It's Ellie Salmon. That's fine. Ellie Salmon. Yeah. As long as like no. Well, I took off like most of my social media. So if there's anyone that dislikes my opinion, they can't come after me. <laughs> right. Um, if they're single and cute, though, let them know where I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tag Ellie below or tag. Me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Serious um, inquiries only. Yeah. So how did we meet? Um, so I was working before you at this marketing agency in Barrie. Um, three, what was it called again? <laughs> I just remember the, marketing. Solutions. I just remember the, the llama was just like in my head. That's all I could think of. They're we pro- have llama trauma. Honestly, pro llama. No problem. From working there. My parents still that, what, that. <laughs> that whole workplace environment like should have been a reality show. Like it was so nuts. <laughs> and it was in a house. Like they could have just put the cameras yeah. in the corners of a room. Like we're each in each of the rooms. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. And then like when we had to go in on Saturdays and she would like call to make sure we're there. Like oh God. Yeah, and we had to use the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Literally just notifications. We were just checking on. It was just so pointless. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, I was there before you. It was me, Jacqueline, Andrew, Kate, and then they hired you on because I think we mm-hmm. got one or two more clients. Um and yeah, we were in the same office. And I just remember you coming in in like the most fab outfits <laughs> and then like with the with the classic iced coffee and I swear you were the one that put me on to iced coffee and I had one today before this. Um I would literally roll up with like a venti iced coffee and like my 800 bags of stuff that I take to work my extra shoes like that's what I cared now I'm just like I throw on whatever potato sack I can find I know I was like the transformation from Ellie then (laughs) and now is such a big difference I know wow weren't you blonde back then no no, I haven't been blonde in a long time, but that like I feel like my friends betrayed me by allowing that. Like it was it was a look. <laughs> it was it was stark, we'll say. Oh, but. God. That was a nightmare. Anyways, yeah, we worked together and we went on some adventures together and we played a lot of quizzes together. At a work. lot of Saturday music quiz, yeah. And jamming out in the office when no one's there. <laughs> Collecting gift cards from clients. Oh my god. The, yeah, that was like my first marketing <laughs> gig. Um, yeah, that was mine too. Wow, what a way to be exposed. I know. <laughs> and that was such an easy job. Like I get it why we were paying getting paid so like it was so easy. Oh my god. And then the fact that someone got fired from there is is actually kind of hilarious oh yeah oh my god i totally forgot she got fired yeah that was so weird that whole scenario that was just like too many girls in one office and it just yikes yeah and then we got introduced to arbon <laughs> oh my god yeah then arbon took a rip through the office <laughs> the, the arbon cult that was yeah the pyramid scheme pyramid. That, i feel i know a lot of people that were like in it and i'm just like don't let them live it down like it's still so embarrassing <laughs> and the fact that i went to like two or three of these like meeting things i'm like how we were like bamboozled into them though like she made I it seem like, like it was like a cool thing <laughs> i definitely got guilt tripped into doing it because i i was just like ah uh, like i'll just do it to support but then you go there and then they're like uh, why why aren't you buying anything like why aren't you a part of this <laughs> they like, made they just... me get a makeover really? <laughs> it was so bad. yeah it was so bad it was like black eyeshadow and like bright bright blush and she did it like in the dark and they were all like oh my god you look stunning i'm like this like it was scary it was like call level like activity 
God. Like and they were a little too excited. And you remember how they, they always like promoted if you got a certain amount of sales or you got to like a certain like top of the pyramid, you get like the Mercedes and they have the whole presentation yeah. and then you have to pay to go watch someone get, get yeah. a Mercedes. <laughs> but, and it's like, it's not even the one they actually drive. It's like the model that they like give you for like the big show. And like, they have to take the car loan out in their name. So if Arbonne's just like, yeah, we changed our mind. Like it's your car. First of all, not- Arbonne's paying it. <laughs> I'm not paying 60 or whatever dollars to go see one, see someone else get a car. <laughs> $35. Girl, get a pretend car. Like, <laughs> and people are just like, Oh my God, are you going to the car party? I'm like, this is not real. Like this is a simulation. You guys but, are all idiots. Um, yeah. That's, I don't even know if she's still in it, but Godspeed to her. <laughs> So I only did this interview because um, actually we agreed to this interview because uh, you said that I would introduce you as a professional TikToker. <laughs> I, like to, uh, I like to get the elephant out of the room. Um, I am on TikTok. No, it's uh, it's actually super fun. And like as long as you don't try and be cool and like don't expect teenagers to be nice to you, then it's just like, yeah, this is fun. But I think I'm going to cut it off at like 10K. Like when I'm like just under 10K. And I think when I get there, I'm going to be like, I've accomplished what I needed to accomplish. <laughs> Drop my drop and I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the validation. <laughs> now I need to go. It's just like the people are so mean to each other. And like you just you can't help but look at it. But I just, it's so, so addictive. Like even with reels, like I just started doing a few just to be like, how does Ellie do this? I'm like, it's so hard. You have to record yourself, put in the text, and then you have to like put a bunch of like smaller videos. So it's like a story being told. And then it's like, you have to be the one person. And then if you're acting as someone else, you have to like move to the other side. God, it's so complicated. I'm, I'm like, sure my neighbors hear me doing them like in my bedroom at night. I mean, like, who the <laughs> fuck is she talking to? Or like, they'll hear me do like the same like line. Over. Times. Yeah. And they're probably like, what is she doing? That's like me. Like, just they know I live alone. I'm like, they know I'm a single loser. So they're probably like, oh my God, COVID's gotten to her and she's <laughs> oh my god that's so funny yeah so tell me a bit about yourself um your creative journey and then how you became tiktoking because before this you were doing marketing before <laughs> this you were doing like blogging and then before this you were comedy you've done everything you've done modeling yeah, yeah, it's, uh, done? It, it took me a long time to kind of like find the creative avenue that works for me Um, I started in TV when I was the kid and did uh, like TV and film and stuff. And then I (laughs) classic Ellie applied to school late because I like missed the deadline for the TV broadcasting program. So I was like, no, I'll just take the radio one in school. And then I ended up getting hired in radio after my first year. And then it just kind of like snowballed into okay, how can I keep this like sustainable because broadcasting and like acting and stuff isn't like always the most like stable environment. So I kind of just like went from like that to write, which I always wanted to do. And then I never wanted to be in marketing, but it kind of just fell ass backwards into it. And I was like, oh, this pays the bills. Sure, we'll go with it. But yeah. now that I like have the confidence in my creativity to like branch out, I'm like, please don't ever make me go back to marketing. <laughs> 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 So then after 360, what were you doing? I know you're doing a bit of comedy and, and writing. Yeah, so I took up uh, stand-up comedy just as like for fun because people had always told me like to do this. And I was like, I don't know, I had a God complex or something. <laughs> so I went for it. I was still working, working in marketing at the time. But I was on like brand side and it was just like so boring because my only client was like a lawn care service. Oh <laughs> and I was God. like, I can't make this interesting. Like nobody cares. And uh, yeah, so I kind of just like started getting into more like comedy stuff um, just for fun. And then I started doing like stand up shows and then I was like, booked as like a regular. And then, yeah, it kind of just like went into, OK, so I hate other people, but I can be funny <laughs> from my own home by myself with TikTok. Right. So it's like I still get to make people laugh. And like some of my videos get are like at like 800,000 views. And I'm like, that's amazing that I get to make that many people laugh without right. ever having to look them in the face or go anywhere near them or like interact with them. So yeah, 
it's really great for people that are like creative, but also like a social recluse. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's it's so much easier to like be on camera, like filming yourself rather than like an audience. Like that's so much that's so much pressure. <laughs> yeah, you can do like 800 takes of the same thing if you're filming it, but it does take time. I mean, like do you have to kind of like map out your shots and sometimes I finish TikToks and I'm just like okay that looks so stupid I'm never gonna post that <laughs> and or sometimes like I'll make ones I'm like this is it this is the viral this is the one, one. <laughs> it gets like one million here I come <laughs> no it gets like 200 views and then I make like some stupid joke about Justin Trudeau and it gets like a million views and I'm like or like there's a of me wearing a dog cone like great now 80,000 people on the internet have seen me wearing a dog cone <laughs> I'm sure my parents are really happy to hear that. <laughs> what do your parents think about you TikToking and all this? They think it's funny. They're just like, do what you gotta do, kid. Go nuts. But they, like have they seen they, your videos? Oh yeah. They they don't get most of the jokes and they don't get like the TikTok style but mm-hmm. i'm like guys it's not like a 20 minute video it's like supposed to be like a punchline of a joke yeah. so some of them go like over their heads but some of them they're like oh my god that's so funny how did you do that yeah because even like i don't know you're older than me but i'm like how are you doing this like how are you are you are you keeping up with the times like even just like tiktok and reels like it's so new i'm like it makes me feel so old trying to you know figure it out like i'm 33 next month but like when i was in high school me and my friends used to take like those little camcorder video cameras and just make stupid videos all the time (laughs) so you were yeah like we as kids always made like webcam stupid interviews and like dumb shows with our friends with like those webcams that you like put on top of your your monitor they were like a ball that you clip to your computer so like i probably started there when i was just, well like, hey, you were just warming up <laughs> exactly to be a professional idiot <laughs> oh my gosh that's... does not pay the bills let me tell you that i mean well can you TikTok, no. TikTok doesn't allow um, Canadians in the creator fund at this point, which is stupid. Either it's because we're that good. We they know. <laughs> or just they know we're a, we're a threat. We're more elite than exactly. Less. We have an elite comedy. <laughs> so how how are you able to like pivot and like mold into these? different creative realms uh honestly i think it's kind of like i just discover them and then i'm like a very obsessive maybe not obsessive wrong word (laughs) that's not that's not personality (laughs) yeah like but when i like get interest in something i like go balls to the wall for like three days and then like just get like super hyper focused on it so like when i looked at tiktok and i was like this is stupid it's people dance and then i looked at it for like two hours and i'm like okay these are actually really funny and I'm funnier than these people (laughs) so I just like started and I have like a book of notes that just like random is that like don't make any sense in any context but I'll take those and like make little 10 second videos of them and then when I started just like right off the bat doing well with it I was like oh my god so then how do you get all this do find me funny how do you get all this engagement because I know on reels like do you have to put hashtags in tiktok or like how does um, TikTok is very interesting because you can't, it's everyone's kind of on one continuous timeline, like one loop. Yeah. So you don't really go looking for people necessarily, but um, it kind of goes on like what you like and what you look at. Then it kind of shows you more of that. So mm-hmm. I do try and like use obviously most of mine are about like weed or getting high or something. <laughs> um, so definitely hashtags and Uh, Yeah, I would just say, like, look up any, like, trending hashtags or TikTok. You can do trending sounds as well. So if you use, like, a really popular audio, you'll get shown more. So it's basically just manipulating a giant algorithm. But sometimes you throw stuff out and it doesn't land. It gets no views. And sometimes it gets, like, a million views. And you're like, I have no idea why. It wasn't even that funny. But... So what what do you like about this algorithm? Because I know you mentioned like in marketing, you're like, I'm so sick of the algorithm, so calculated and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think because Instagram has become everyone's like highlight reel of their life, kind of like everyone is like, you know, it's people with professional photographers, their style, their people are showing these like literally professional grade pictures every day which was not the point of instagram originally originally it was just like to share your life so i think now it's so manicured that it doesn't even matter what necessarily your 
your product is or how good your your graphic is, you're getting stomped on by these people that just have teams working for them. Yeah. And I'm talking like teenagers that yeah. have these professional teams and they live in content houses. And like, so I think that is just, it's, it's become so little about what is actually being shown. Whereas TikTok, because it's just like one ends on one continuous loop, I think there's more freedom to just like put something funny out there and it's not the place to be attractive like there are so many people that are like have no makeup on in pajamas just like being funny so it's so much more about like actual content quality than it is about and I mean you can it's a video you can only fake so much right like you can't photoshop to the extreme of Instagram so almost like people that are like slobs do better on TikTok. I think those are my people. Yeah, I've noticed like t- TikTok, it's more like there's more of a connection. People relate more to that mm. than someone that's like such a house of like, it's just so professional and like too perfect. It's like no one will ever achieve this. So like, why do I there's- even bother? There's some weird little things that I've come across on TikTok. Like one of them was ADHD. And like so many things of mine, I had no idea anyone else felt. And then I saw a TikTok and I was like, oh my God, do other people do this? So like, it's funny when you see things like that or like someone will post something that's just like so relatable that you're like, oh my God, I feel so much better about myself as opposed to like, oh, wow, that girl has a literally physically incapable human being body, but now I feel like crap. Right. So it's a lot more like relatable content than like who could be the best looking. Uh, so um, what are these creative houses that you're talking about? These content houses? I've so, never heard of them. Yeah. So it's like a huge thing now that I was talking about this the other day, actually, that now they um, people rent out these big mansions in LA and they get like 10 wannabe tiktok stars that rent a room and they all live there and all they do in this house that some of these teenagers all they do is make content with each other all day so you have to look at it like okay so the in oklahoma who lives on a farm with his parents what chance in hell does that kid have of getting any engagement when you have kids who are 17 paying two thousand dollars a month to live in these professional content making houses like it's just so off the deep end now with kids it's nuts yeah it's crazy how social media has just like gone totally yeah like it's become so obsessive it's become a business so anymore it's so planned out like it's not even in the Mm -hmm. moment like i just remember like back when i first posted on instagram i'm like hey like i literally just bought these shoes i'm going to take a photo of these shoes and like exactly you you take a photo of your converse like and there's like the concrete you're standing on the concrete and you're like hey i'm I'm outside on friday (laughs) like yeah is that or like hey guys this is my mom's barbecue like (laughs) now people have like professionally done photos and like it's just insane it just it's literally everyone's like highlight reel like nobody looks like that in real life yeah and i was talking to someone else it's about like it. kylie jenner like kylie jenner doesn't even look like kylie jenner so i know the before and after or like the filter and yeah like, the filter i'm like yeah this. like it's physically impossible for her face and body to look like that so yeah and it's like different every photo like, it's like one shape yeah, the whole day. family <laughs> like what shape am i am to what shape am Ooh. i today like it's it's uh, it's messed up i was talking about uh talking to someone else about that too um with instagram it's just like it it it's such a mental thing. Like it fucks up your whole view about body image and strive this, this perfection that people are trying to chase. And it's like, uh, people now are doing the whole like liposuction and all these like alterations to their face and the lip fillers. Oh my um, God. Like (laughs) girls, like I'm not going to tear down women, do what you want to do, but like, Oh my God, they look like, I don't know what's going to happen in like five, 10 years when all these like huge fake butts and fake lips come out of style. I don't know. (laughs) You think like your lip would be stretched. I don't know, but I don't know. It's just like, it's such a bad look. And it, it's because like my generation is trying so hard to look younger and like the next generation is trying so hard to look older. So at one point we're all just going to look the same, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's so true. And even millennials that. are like putting on like 82 serums at night, trying to hold on to a shred of our youth while like <laughs> one little wrinkle, like, 
yeah, 17 year olds are out there. Like they look 25. I'm like, why am I intimidated? Like, do you you remember being 17 or 18 or just even like starting out going to the clubs and like bringing like the camera with you? (laughs) (laughs) The wrist strap. But that was it. Like, and then we'd go on Facebook and we'd load like an entire album Album? of pictures of us in the car. Like, look, we're driving there. Oh, we're in the bathroom. Like, and like, even back in the day when it's like you straighten like the front part of your hair, but then like it's all wavy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. And wearing like, like cropped eggings and like a long shirt was like the look. Oh, my God. oh so man, yeah. So many fashion trends are so bad then. Even like, and they're uh, all coming back. That's what disgusts me. The low like, rise I see these jeans, girls, like, yeah. And I'm just like, oh baby, no, that wasn't even good the first time. Actually, I heard girls on TikTok the other day talking about a Y2K aesthetic, and I was like, I'm gonna jump off a cliff. <laughs> Y2K. Oh my God, they've named it. I was like, and the girl, the one girl, was like, oh yeah, she's like something about Y2K. I'm like. The year 2000, I was there. Like, what, what were you, what year were you born in? <laughs> I remember like, that because my parents used to fill up, like, they they bought these jugs and they filled up it up with water, thinking, like, the whole why do, yeah. thing was going to, like, everything. People, like, went nuts over it. But down. now these, these girls are like, oh, it's Y2K. I'm like, oh, God, please stop. You realize we were all freaking out. <laughs> yeah. But the end was, I laughed at the one girl. She's like, oh, my God, I remember it. And I'm like, you're 22. You were literally, like, an infant. Like <laughs> I was in middle school. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like, helping. That, that's when TikTok fill up the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like and people thought like debt records were going to be erased. Like we weren't smart. Oh my god! Yeah, some of the trends, even like going to the club with flats. Like flats were such a thing. Like what yeah. happened, whatever happened to flats? <laughs> I used to go to parties in high school in like jeans and a t-shirt. Oh my god. I remember like, so those, like those were the good old days. You never cared about what you wore. Like, yeah, you did in a well, way. We've come but like not- full circle now. Now we're like, we're back to it where it's just like, I don't care if I go out in public in like a literal pillowcase. Like, right. Even care. like wearing a mask now is like the best thing that could ever happen. Like, I don't want right? my face. I know. <laughs> just let me be ugly in peace. Oh my God. It's the best. Especially when it's like days when you're like, you don't have makeup on or like your skin's break out and you're just like, yeah hot again Uh, uh, i can imagine like even for you like how has the dating scene been with covid (laughs) the dating scene like okay the dating scene is pretty it's pretty slim pickings (laughs) let me just say that i think that's right now because everyone knows like we're not getting out of lockdown anytime soon so it's like what's the point of like texting someone for a month yeah um but earlier like when it was kind of died down a little bit before this mm-hmm. um i was doing like some like zoom dates as like a first date which i think is actually something i might keep going because yeah, it, you're it's telling like, me about that it's so much more like chill and relaxed like, you're in your own house you're comfortable and like within 20 minutes you know if like you want to keep talking or not mm-hmm. so i think like i would rather that than like get dressed go meet the person only to 10 minutes later like, like i wish i wasn't here <laughs> I mean, and, we- and then you like weed out the creepers too who are like weirdos so yeah yeah and then that just saves you the the time and effort from going to go see a creep so yeah Yeah, i should follow that up with i never had a second date with any of them (laughs) that just tells you the success rate of ellie's dates are just covid dates. hey right but at least i didn't have to leave my house so i'm still gonna call that a win i'm sure that's that's probably easier too because it's like there's this whole like debate of like, do you, does the guy pay? Does the girl pay? Is it 50 Like, no, we're just like, sitting here I, chatting. I don't drink. So like, what am I supposed to do? Just like go to a bar with a guy and be like, I'll have a juice. Like, <laughs> juice. So, glad I, so glad I got out of the house for this. Like, <laughs> You're like a martini minus this. So just juice yeah. on the rocks. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have a soda water. So glad I took a $20 Uber here. <laughs> Could just stay home. So um, but now that I'm getting vaccinated and like it's like my birthday, Gemini season, vaccination and lockdown lifts like the same time. So like the world ain't ready. Like, it makes sense. Up our sons. 
It makes sense too why you're Gemini. Only because like you're super extroverted, but also like the fact that you're doing TikToks inside in the comfort of your home is just like the complete opposite of like an introvert of an extrovert. Just like the two different sides. Also, just like the most extra person in the world. <laughs> I'm just so over the top in the most unpleasant ways. Oh God, I love it because you're just like yourself. It's like you don't care. Just like this is what you, this is what you get. This is me. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Exactly. I know. I'm like, I can't be bothered to be anybody else. Like that seems like so much work. It is. That's basically the highlight of social media just being something you're not. <laughs> That's exactly it. Right. Like everyone just gets to be this fake version of themselves. Whereas like I showed the real version of me and some people are like, okay, too real. Back it up. Right. <laughs> Maybe put a filter on that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so much work just trying to be something you're not. And then, and then people only Ooh. share the good stuff. And then it's like, meanwhile, like you're faking it you're having this miserable life. You're in debt. You're a drug addict. You're Ooh. like, <laughs> but then on social media, you I know, know old time <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's just a mess um so with you mentioned you stopped drinking how long has it been it has been uh almost 18 months like a year and a half nice congrats yeah thank you i kind of seen the whole transition from like you were definitely struggling at one point and kind of torn like you were just back and forth like you really tried oh 100% it was so like, many times and then yeah, yeah. I probably like legitimately tried twice mm-hmm. and the first time I was like oh I'm just gonna take 30 days off and like it was hard like I really at that point and I knew that like I was getting out of control but even then it was like oh wow this is really hard and I was like going to work Monday to Friday like how was it yeah. that hard what was that, was that was- uh ranch or whatever called you used to go to what was that oh god there was like a bar open yes yeah yeah so I, I mean, I've been like, going there since I was like 20. Yeah. But, like I just remember that was like your go-to spot. And mm-hmm. now that and it, it started to dawn on me that like I was getting worse and worse. And like, I was calling in sick to work. It was affecting my relationships. Like it was affecting everything. Mm-hmm. And I had like tried to quit. And I think honestly, like the realest explanation for why it stuck the third time is you have to stop looking at it as like, oh, just don't drink. That's never yeah. going to work. You yeah. can't just you can't just be like, I'll avoid it. It's impossible. Look at the world we live in. Yeah. So you have to get to the root of why you have a bad relationship with it, whether it's trauma, whether it's a side effect of a mental illness, whatever it is, you're either suffocating or healing or whatever is causing it. That's what you have to fix or you're just going to stay in the constant cycle. Mm-hmm. So once I figured that out and like took the time to figure out my brain like a hundred days in COVID happened like COVID started so I had like a lot of time kind of removed from everything by myself to like work out a lot of things which I think helped and that's when it kind of realized that like it's not so much that like people are addicts not addicts I think that's such a like a broad term that people are really scared of yeah I just had a really bad relationship with alcohol and like as I learned my brain is just never gonna go well with alcohol it's never gonna it's like licking raw chicken I know it's going to end badly (laughs) so now that I know that it's just like I have no desire to drink because now that I feel like I finally have like my mind stable and calm and like control for the first time in my entire life. And it's like, Oh God, why would I ever want to open up that box again? Like, no, thank you. Yeah. But I think a lot of people our age struggle with like substance abuse and stuff. And people are so scared of the concept of like addict or addicted or can't stop. But really it's not that scary. Like it's a very small part of life when you get rid of it. Yeah, I was going to say, so how would you, um, what's the difference between all of them? Because we were trying to, I was trying to figure out what exactly you call it. Like it's an addiction. Some people call it, uh, I don't know, there's different terms. For it, so. um, to be honest, I like, yeah, I would say I was self-medicating unknowingly because for the, every time I drank or took drugs, it was like, it felt like my brain felt normal, which makes sense because ADHD is treated with stimulants. Mm-hmm. So I was just doing it the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> but it, and I think that's what was so addictive about it. It wasn't that I woke up in the morning and was like, oh, I want to go drink and do drugs and party at all. It was like, once my brain felt it, it was just like game over. Mm-hmm. It was like, there was no stopping it. And yeah, I just think that, 
it took such a toll on me, like just like piece by piece, breaking apart my mental health, like deteriorating so bad. And it got to the point where I was like, I'm either going to die or I'm going to stop. And I stopped and like, it sucked for a bit. And then it was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, yeah, I feel like why would so I much, not do this? Yeah, you get so much clarity, especially with COVID. You're just yeah. like isolated. It's like you have, you need those moments to kind of check mm. yourself. Um, and every- I think a lot of people are scared to check in with themselves and like yeah, yeah. get deep in there. But I promise you, when you do, it's amazing. But that that's uh, a lot of the self-awareness. A lot of people don't have that because they're still mm-hmm. in this like facade world where they're trying to be something they're not just because of social media. And then there's mm-hmm. just a whole spiral of other things that they're addicted to drugs, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, well, even like cocaine is so common now. Like everybody does it. Yeah. So like, and I, on, I cut out, I would say 90% of my friends. Well, friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was the thing. Like you realize because the more you hang out with those kind of people and the more you isolate yourself from other people, the more normal it seems, you know, yeah. staring out till seven in the morning becomes normal because everyone else you're surrounded with does it. But yeah. then you realize you're like, I have nothing in common with these people outside of this. And like, I see it in other people that I'm just like, Oh, stop while you can please. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing too. Like people need to check themselves when it comes to these drugs and addiction and drinking only cause like it affects everyone differently. So you can't just look to the next person for advice or help. It's like you, you react to this alcohol differently. Yeah, exactly. Someone else is going to react to it. So it's mm. just a matter of being self-aware and, and checking yourself or else. And, yeah. Well, there was like little things that I like look back on now that should have been like really obvious signs. Like one would be like, say I wanted to go out and all my, my friends were busy. Instead of just staying home, I would go through everyone in my phone until I found somebody <laughs> to go out. And that's when it was like, like I look back and I'm like, that's when it takes over. Like that you can't stop. And like the best piece of advice I ever got was when you, when you can stop, you don't want to. And when you want to stop, you can't. Mm. So when people are like, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It hit once it hits, not fine. It's almost too late to just be like, Oh, I'm done. Like it's, it gets hard, but you don't realize it. And it's so popular now that I foresee a lot of problems coming the generations away. Yeah. Cause now it's like what the fentanyl and all that's in it. Yeah. You don't know. Like no one ever knows what's in there. Kids in like grade yet. nine are doing Coke at parties. I'm like, Oh my God. Christ. I, was like still, I was still like trick or treating in grade nine. I know. Like, what the hell? <laughs> that was what? our high. That was our high. Just yeah, like, that was my high. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. Like it's, it's nuts how these kids think it's like cool and how, like you said, like social media makes it seem like, all the cool kids are doing cocaine it's like guys you really aren't the cool kids yeah and like as you get older too you're like no like i wish i was 16 again because like to be a kid and have no worries no bills no like yeah you have your parents still helping you out it's just like life was so much easier then like trust me you want to be 16 (laughs) enjoy the time while you have it because like as you get older it just gets like more complicated and Mm -hmm. you're worrying about different shit (laughs) yeah pretty much um i noticed you have like tattoos on your fingers are those new no i got those like three years ago oh really yeah what was uh what was the one that we got? It was the Jared Leto one, right? Yeah, I have one. It's on, on your one side, of side. Right? I can't remember yeah. which side it's on. How many do you have think, now? <laughs> uh like twenty-five or something. 20, really? 20? Yeah. <laughs> I love your transformation. How you went to like, I don't know, at, at three sixty, like you were just like this prep prep person and you had like I had like no, I had like ten. Like no, I you had first... tattoos, but like you had all these name brand purses and stuff. And like, oh my god, I thing. know my parents joke about that too. They're like, "Why did we buy you a Louis Vuitton bag in high school, and now you carry a backpack from Canadian Tire?" <laughs> like, how dare you? This backpack's awesome. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Like, what? Um, what do your tattoos mean to you? Do you have any meanings? Why? Like- I'm a very impulsive person. Shocking, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you got that uh, one tattoo, we went literally like right afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's that's literally like what all of mine are, and it's pretty much just like sometimes when I really like something, I'm just like it feels good to stamp that love for it on my body. 
I don't know. It like satisfies a weird craving, but I do not take tattoos seriously whatsoever. People are like, Oh, the roses mean this. I'm like, mine means I had $200 at one time. (laughs) (laughs) I had money to spend. (laughs) Yeah. At one point I had an extra 300 bucks laying around. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, yeah, I remember we got that tattoo. I forget where it was lucky devil or something. Yeah. I think it was at lucky devil. Uh, They pierced my belly button when I was like 16. Did they? Yeah, those are coming back too. Belly button rings. Yeah, because people are wearing low rise. Yeah, with I'm like, oh, you know what's gonna, you know, tramp stamps are gonna make a return. I'll bet my life on it. Oh my god, tramp stamps are gonna come back. <laughs> Just so you good. guys know, Ellie is the first to, to say that. Yeah, you heard it first. I called you it heard it here. <laughs> Ellie is the first. Yeah. Um, tramp stamps are made. I never got one. Thank God. No. I was like in the weird age that like I was too young when they happened, or I probably would have. I know a couple of people have them and they have like their last name or their, their name on it or their kid's name. Yeah. Oh, every guy from my high school got their last name, like across their shoulders, like yeah. in case they forget, like, I don't, like it, <laughs> they never left our hometown. So like, it, everyone knows you, you don't need to identify yourself. You never left Barry. What are you doing? <laughs> you're, you're in the yeah. neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Literally like you live next door to your parents. Like <laughs> you don't need to have your last name on your skin. <laughs> That's so cheesy. Or I remember people would get like established and then their birth year, like, oh my God. <laughs> like, uh, no regrets. Not even, not even. Oh, no regrets. Yeah. Like not literally. Better. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So now that you stopped drinking, I've noticed that now you've become a weed junkie in the best way I find <laughs> because, um, yeah, I learned all these, like, you're telling me all these indica and all this stuff. Like, I'm not really familiar with it. I am, but, like, very... No, that that's awesome, though, that you... Like, I hate when people try and, like, pretend like they know stuff because I feel like it's okay to ask questions. I'm like, no, I just started smoking weed when I was 30. And it oh, just, really? like, helps my ADHD so much. It, like, helped hugely during, like, the early stages of sobriety. And I think, like... Yeah, I had a really bad go with alcohol and hard drugs, but like there is nothing wrong with getting a healthy buzz like marijuana. I don't think marijuana is like much different than caffeine, to be honest. Right. It doesn't affect my life in a negative way. It doesn't affect my body in a negative way. So I actually just finished my nine week cannabis course. So I'm like moving more into the like corporate side of cannabis but now i'm just like the bill nye of weed to my friend (laughs) so be like oh i'm gonna smoke this and i like whip out like powerpoint presentation like extend (laughs) my pointer pointer. (laughs) (laughs) let's begin with the lineage here so you want to look at this region yeah because i know there's like what some some strands that what make you fall asleep some that kind of spark your creativity some that like spark your hunger there's different like well people think that like indicas are up or downers and sativas are up which is like a super super vague explanation um but basically all strains of weed have um terpenes in them which Mm kind of like is what makes its little characteristics like the way it smells the way it tastes if it makes you giggly if it makes you sleepy so if you get to know what specific terpenes you like that give you a good effect then you could almost like pinpoint the exact strain that gives you every positive reaction that you want without any negative ones Mm. but most people don't look that far into it but once you kind of like get familiar with it it's so much better of a smoking experience knowing like oh this one has this 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 in it it's going to make me whatever whatever because like there's some sativas that are just like anxiety inducing but a lot of people think that's all sativas and it's not it's so much to learn and i feel like it's just like such a cool industry that i'm just like super into it yeah um even for me like i've had um strands where i get super anxious or like my anxiety is like literally through the roof oh there's another no lie i thought it was a bug but it was the shadow of my sleeve I'm like, <laughs> my eye. classic stoner <laughs> yeah there's some some strands that make me super anxious there's other mm-hmm. uh, strands i literally just fall dead asleep um I, i've never really had a strand that's like sparked my creativity or made me kind of like want to explore kind of thing um so basically all marijuana comes down to three major types yeah. there's an afghan 
a haze and a cush. For me, cush is my absolute favorite. And that, so basically, though, like every weed comes from one of those gene pools. And then it's obviously further bred. But anything from the cush family is like, it just feels like a rhino tranquilizer, but it's like the most euphoric, sleepy feeling. So I always go for those at night. But um, haze, which is like most sativas, is very much that like 70s, like kind of stoner vibe. So I find that one always makes me like loopy, but like not useless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's the same thing as like, you know, some people like certain types of wine or some people prefer certain types of alcohol. It's the same with weed. Like there's so much to learn and so many ways of testing out what works for you and what doesn't that mm-hmm. it's just like endless possibilities. Yeah. And, I, and even now, like I know businesses or just like cannabis, I don't even know what you call it, but I guess businesses where they where they now they it's more of like a science where they're mixing and mm-hmm. experimenting and trying different Oh, absolutely. And it's basically comes down to like, um, it's, well, it's botany, right? It's plants. So when you make a new strain of weed and you're, it takes generations of breeding different plants to get one that's stable enough to mass produce it. Mm -hmm. Because people, it's become so regulated that people can grow their own and our laws are so relaxed and stuff and getting further relaxed that these, these companies are finding incredible ways for people to get the benefits of THC and CBD without necessarily like smoking a bong, right? Yeah. So even like my dad, like he has like um like a thc like roll-on stick for his pain yeah i got that for my dad actually for chris mm. it was like a lotion or something because he has yeah and knee. like topicals edibles like it i think they're like the possibilities that people are coming up with even like drinkable thc and cbd is huge and like yeah. for people like again like my mom doesn't want to just like light up a joint with <laughs> in public so mm. i think it's cool that because it's uh People are finding so many creative ways to use cannabis in so many different contexts. Yeah. I remember actually when I had was in high school, I had OG Kush. Oh my God. I think I was with a group of people. I instantly was like, guys, I need to go home. And like <laughs> they were chilling. They were like, they were like, no, we're gonna hang out. I literally walked from I don't even know where I was all the way home and like passed out at like 7 30 PM. Like I That's was such I a was, classic reaction that I, I like, need no, right now. <laughs> I need to go home right now. Like I was tripping balls. <laughs> like it was so it's bad. funny because sometimes like I, because I have a hyperactivity, I like hyper focus on things, especially if I'm, if I've smoked a, like a sativa. So I'll like hyper focus on like Nintendo or something. And then like brief second, I'm like, where am I? And like, I have to see like, am I in my apartment in my parents' house? Like, and it takes me a minute. I'm like, where am I? Like, yeah, you have to like, focus oh God, no. And yeah. then was it two years ago, I got my mom. Uh, I was like experimenting with edibles. So like I mm-hmm. like gummies because it wasn't like a crazy dose. It was like enough to just give me like a buzz. And I like that mm-hmm. That little. I like the body high too, rather than like the head. I don't know. If yeah, I don't like the head high. I feel like it hurts yeah. my head too much. It feels like my follicles hurt. Yeah, I feel like hung over or like I just feel clouded the next day. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I gave I was I got cookie edibles or cookies or whatever. Um. <laughs> And my mom uh, wanted to try it because she has trouble falling asleep. So for Christmas, I gave her a cookie. Um, so my brother had half, but my brother also smokes regularly so he can handle <laughs> it. So I told my mom, just have like a quarter and then wait a bit. Wait till like you get a certain buzz and like just just wait a couple hours. And then my mom's like, no, she like didn't wait, didn't she? no, she's like junior had half. So I'm going to have half. And I was like, OK, watch. Like, so like Chris or like our tradition is like we wait the 24 like right at midnight to open our gifts mm-hmm. so at 12 o'clock we open our gifts and everything and then um one or 2 a.m we're like packing up ready to go to bed and my mom just starts hysterically laughing she just <laughs> bursts out and I'm like okay I guess it's kicking in so then she starts rolling on the floor just she couldn't control that's hilarious she was just like a wreck she was like crying she was oh my god she started talking in like an, a Spanish accent out of nowhere I'm like where is this coming from that's amazing see I love when parents like are open to it because I think they have like it's we're in we grew up in a weird generation where like marijuana was so bad but like binge drinking was so cool yeah because my dad is like 
my dad drinks like he binges and i feel like i do that too sometimes um and then my mom is like super like open to marijuana she'd rather mm-hmm. have a smoke than drink because like yeah drunk driving accidents and such but like and even just like the like on your body like alcohol is just literal poison yeah we never good after drinking but yeah. it's so funny to see like my parents now like be open to the idea but like they still call it dope i'm like okay <laughs> i'm like it's 2020 dope is heroin so maybe know, like, that's, that's, that's not even one <laughs> yeah Oh yeah so they're like now but they they like to find out they're like oh like tell us about this tell like how does a vape work so i like try and show them different things but they're coming around yeah they're uh, you just have to educate yourself really and even my and, dad- well, and that's the thing right like i think so many people doing like the course that i am just took that were like work in dispensaries now like it should be a comfortable environment that you can go in and ask questions and not feel like an idiot right yeah. like remember being 19 and going to liquor store legally for the first time and you're like just get smeared off like oh my never, God. like so Which what is- do you suggest for french reds like you know what i mean like but i think weed is such like people are scared to be like i don't know when thing whereas i'm like ask me questions yeah but i feel like that's with any topic like comfortable or uncomfortable. you just need to have the conversation like yeah people feel like oh i'm gonna be wrong so i'm, like, I'm gonna be judged like no it's okay to be wrong because when you learn then then you're it's fine or like even if you're like a, you know like our age and you don't smoke pot and you go into a dispensary and you're like i know nothing like don't be embarrassed yeah that's we all start somewhere <laughs> that's literally what i do. literally no no stoner ever is gonna be like get the hell out of here like oh i still have stoners my friend, love recruiting other people i still have my friend that sends me like snapchats of like the close-up of the weed and he like brings it out mm-hmm. and does, i'm like i I literally don't know what you're showing me like what are you sh- i just see a green bud like i, d- I don't know I no idea. <laughs> oh my god see you gotta learn i gotta learn but even my gotta dad, get the microscope out there's yeah there's like the little crystals and uh, yeah mm-hmm. so much trichomes <laughs> see, yeah i have no idea what that is <laughs> um but yeah my dad is like super um he was super strict about it but now my dad my uh brother has a weed plant in the house or outside he's got like now they smoke like in the garage like it's just very laid back now compared to like Mm -hmm. a couple years ago my dad was like no it's uh, just the different views on it too oh for sure opposite (laughs) yeah so um why do you feel it's important to to share kind of your situation or addiction with alcohol um honestly i think because it's just like such a um, sorry my neighbor's mowing his lawn right now and it's rude (laughs) my neighbors are chad and brad like can you believe that actually chad and brad chad and brad and they (laughs) mow their lawn when it's inconvenient um anyways um yeah i think because for my situation like people think like oh you're an alcoholic that you're drunk all the time or you're an addict that you're like on the streets shooting heroin like that's not the case it's really anyone who has a bad relationship with alcohol. And I think a lot more people do than don't. And I, I think it's important to be like, yo, I had a perfect childhood, grew up in a wonderful family. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with circumstance or bad choices, or you're a bad person or whatever. Like there's so much more to it that it shouldn't be something you should be ashamed of. Like, I'm sorry that my brain reacts poorly with alcohol and it took me 10 years to figure it out. Yeah. I feel like people have to go through such like extremes Mm-hmm. circumstances for people to like yeah. wake up and realize like oh shit like i need to get it together well, and that was it like i i heard the expression while i was going through shit that was like you, you don't have to wait till the whole house is on fire to call 911 <laughs> yeah. that's it though like that's, you don't necessarily yeah. have to wait until you're suicidal on the bathroom floor with no money to be like wow i need to stop like mm-hmm. there's you can look at it like oh it's affecting my life that doesn't mean like oh i'm a drug addict or i'm a whatever like yeah. it's okay to be like hey this is affecting my life negatively i'm gonna opt out of it Mm -hmm. so how is your mental now my mental health now is like just i can't even explain the difference like just having the rational thought process the like stability the lack of self-doubt i guess just like everything negative that was being fueled by alcohol just like went away over well, I mean not immediately but over the yeah, <laughs> course yeah. of the month whatever but yeah and it's just like now like I don't look at it as like oh I wish 
I could go out and be there, be that, or I want that. And I think I set more like realist goals for myself and my life now mm-hmm. because it used to be like, it was really easy to set unrealistic goals. And then when I didn't achieve them, it didn't matter because they were unrealistic. So that was like my excuse for just like partying all the time and not going, progressing at work and calling in sick. It was always like, oh, well, like, I don't care. I don't want to do it anyways. And now it's like, oh, I actually do care about my future and my life. And instead of being scared of like all the things I can't do, I'm like stoked for the things that I know I can do. Yeah. I think people are just so unrealistic with like, fixing things like wanting to lose weight any kind of goal people just like have these unrealistic things and then they that's how the cycle happens right it's like you can just take baby steps and that's all it takes like oh and that's why they're like oh i'm gonna do a hundred days no alcohol i'm like okay (laughs) you've already set yourself up for failure yeah why don't you stick to like three days Yeah, just take it one day at a time. And after a week, be like, why do I feel the need to drink? Is it like I'm bored? I'm lonely. My friends are going out. Like, don't just be like, 100 days, here we go. Like, that doesn't work. You have to look inside yourself and be like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. And people obviously don't have like the discipline or control to even do 100 days, let like, it's, it's well, and that's the thing. If you don't know what's causing the need for it, then yeah. the hundred days is going to feel really shitty. <laughs> it's going to really suck yeah. if you just spend the whole day, the whole hundred days, like avoiding alcohol. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety; it's relationship. Yeah. So you can be sober. That's just lack of picking up. Like it's just not consuming it. Yeah that forever it's like diets yeah like you can't just be like oh i'm not gonna eat sugar like okay you can't do that forever (laughs) right not possible so do you feel like you would be able to drink again or is it just choice just like not even i i think it would go back exactly to where it had every other time and desire to do it is like absolutely not there yeah because a lot of my friends um I guess back then I would like binge drink. So even like going out for a night, I'd have like half a bottle, almost mm. a full bottle. And like now I've just... Our whole generation drinks to get drunk. That's like what we were growing yeah, up that was that was the goal to like go to the club yeah. and not, not remember anything. <laughs> yeah, black out. Like, yeah. but it's so normalized. Like how many times do you see like memes or like the whole like wine mom aesthetic drives me yeah. Like, oh, I'm a mom, so I have to drink. It's like, why? But imagine if people did that with marijuana. Like, people are so cool about parents drinking, but they're like, your mom smokes pot? Like, I would way rather have a stoned mom than a drunk mom. Right? Yeah. Like, the drunk moms are messy. But, uh, <laughs> not that I have, like, my mom's normal. She's cool. Sorry <laughs> 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 to me. We have the cool moms. <laughs> yeah. It's not a regular mom. She's a cool mom. Yeah. But no. Yeah, I, was I, like, th- I think people are so worried about their self image and what other people are going to think of them. And I think that's why I was so cool about like sharing my story openly. And I had so many people reach out to me being like, I think I have a problem. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what up, girl? You came to the right place. Like, it's cool. No one had, like, I'm embarrassed of it. And once you like put it out there, like it stops having power. Like what's someone going to do? Like insult me about it? Like, yeah, it's like I already know. I'm I, fully aware yeah, of my I told you about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I was the one that told you. Yeah. So I just, it like takes all the power away to be like, it's nothing to be embarrassed of. It just is what it is. And like, now that I don't drink, it's such minute part of your life that people don't realize like it holds no power over your life my yeah. life is not any less enjoyable because i don't have alcohol like my friends aren't like hey catch you later yeah and like stating's the same like everything's everything i would say 99.99999 then of things got better yeah i feel like it shows too just like in your social media just from what i see is just like you just don't care like i feel like people just need to come to that point where just don't care and then you just become so much happier but i don't know if that just comes with experience or age or both but um, <laughs> probably a little bit of my bit of both <laughs> yeah like, probably a little on the spectrum yeah um, But I think a lot of it is like when you don't have a buffer of like alcohol, say you are kind of forced to just like be an organic version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you have anything to unless you physically change yourself, like make the the effort to like put on a British accent. (laughs) 
you know, your personality with your sober all the time is going to be the same. So I think you kind of are forced to just be yourself. And then when you are, you're like, oh my God, this is so much easier yeah. than trying to be somebody else. Like it is so much a stress to just like be whoever the good Lord made you. Yeah. And it's just so much easier to like maintain I don't know genuine relationships instead of just oh, oh absolutely like, oh let's you have the like remember like just having the drinking friend or like the yes. party friend it's like yeah maybe just getting older it's just like we don't care it's like we need like Ooh. meaningful relationships like what can we like do things in common like, like getting drunk yeah <laughs> yeah i know exactly and like then you realize too like once you're out of it for so long and you look at it you're like that looks awful like doesn't even look like a good time yeah, just like, like drinking to like all night. Yeah, blacking out and wearing heels at the club. Like, no, thank you. You know, feeling I feel like shit home. for two days, spending money. Like, I'm just like, I don't miss any of that. But like, how? Just like, go ahead. How did? How was it even fun to go to a club where you don't even remember anything? Like, how? Why was that even fun? Like, I don't remember I know. shit. <laughs> I know it was so. And then you just like be super hungover the next day, and then you like dread looking at your bank account. Oh my god, I did find it funny when you're like trying to piece the 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 night together i thought that was kind of fun you're like oh so so johnny did this oh my god and then you or like some, like someone will say something and you're like oh my god i just remembered <laughs> all comes letting that if i had a dollar for every random phone number i had in my phone that i met in like a bar bathroom like oh my god it was always like someone that i met that was like gonna be my best friend oh my god yeah good times no now i just drink a bit of wine and some coolers and nothing heavy or crazy or i do miss wine like i'm a taste of it so sometimes i'll drink like fake wine but for the most part it's just like it's a real money saver too (laughs) it is Uh, the fact i don't drink much or i don't smoke much either is just been a lifesaver money saver yeah what i used to spend going out in one night is like what i spend in a month on and then you get you look at your wallet and you still have a 20 in there and you're so (laughs) excited you're like oh my god i didn't spend it all yeah exactly right then you wake up on a saturday and you're like oh my god and then you spend the money on food anyways (laughs) dying (laughs) yeah i do not miss hangovers no thank god so what what does the future hold for ellie i am hoping to kind of segue more into the corporate side of cannabis and i would love in like probably like 10 years how old am i in like 10 years i'd love to um either start like a micro brand of cannabis or uh, a dispensary with a really good friend of mine nice that'd be fun there's actually a dispensary that opened down the street and literally they always have a lineup like it's just my building in toronto there is like 10 within a block like they're everywhere everywhere and i crazy i went down was it queen street there's like literally every other store Mm. dispensary is just insane yeah i don't know if that's a I don't know if that's because of COVID too, like that plays a part, like, or just the fact that people are more open-minded. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I know, like I, I always do delivery cause I'm lazy, but every time that I've gone to the more like downtown ones, it's slow because they take like one person in at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I like to like browse online and then submit my order and then go get it. Yeah. But yeah, I, it takes forever when you go in person sometimes. Cause I, I think too, because they, yeah, they want to actually, uh, educate people and give them mm-hmm. more of an experience like i'm sure some people are there like me have no idea what, mm-hmm. what they're getting right but then you you're just like i know the <laughs> goddamn crystals and everything inside so <laughs> let me back there i'll pick my own <laughs> oh so yeah that that's that i think that would be dope and yeah i'd love to do something that's more like geared toward women and like a friend of mine her family dispensary and we were laughing just like imagine if we had like you know a section where like you could put your kid down and actually like talk to an adult about cannabis and like inquire about weed products without like a kid glomming onto you or like we were joking about having like a screaming toddler discount like, a, PMS, <laughs> a pms section then like a divorce collection oh my god that's <laughs> that's hilarious how important important is it to have um just like a female support system because you mentioned having i i think it's around women yeah i think it's super important because i think men and women have very different life experiences Mm -hmm. and i think women of our age have been just brought up to just compete with each other so bad yeah and i swear it all started with the britney and christina feud (laughs) that's where it stems from 
But I think it's just so good to have other women that are there just to have your back because men don't understand why sometimes you just need to have a mental breakdown. Yeah. Sometimes you just need, and like to have your friends to support you. And it's for me, it's always hard to be vulnerable. But since like the last year, like having friends that are there for you through like shitty stuff, you realize how important good friendships and good relationships are. And mm-hmm women are going to rule the world yeah i think it's good like i mean i'd hope that if you ever have an issue you can reach out to me and same thing right so no i blocked your number and we always <laughs> and we always joke around so i always love relationships or friendships mm-hmm. where you can not take things seriously but still have serious moments like you know well, that's always even, and like i don't see each other much just like with covid and everything so like it's nice that whenever i talk to you it's like you know, pick up where you left off. Like, yeah, we always like talk about that- what last time you were telling me about you learned a bunch of stuff about Black Lives Matter, just black history mm-hmm. and just like it was just nice to see like that growth and like your willingness to learn and just mm-hmm. like, now that people have time during COVID, it's like what else can you do but learn <laughs> right? figure something out. <laughs> but uh yeah, let's uh just uh wrap it up where can listeners connect with you online and see your tiktoks <laughs> uh my tiktok handle is ellie needs a nap all the it- <laughs> i didn't know that ellie needs a nap ellie always needs a nap <laughs> after this definitely a nap time. oh for sure gonna have a little nap in the sun um and my instagram is electric ellie all one word electric ellie i thought it was ellie electric no the other way around it's electric ellie i deleted my facebook and my twitter for my own mental health but i you can go watch all my insanity of me being a weirdo on tiktok yeah and i'm still practicing and learning how that works but i feel like i don't have a personality for it (laughs) i'm just like (laughs) learning i'm just learning how to have conversations with people with this podcast so i mean one step at a time but uh (laughs) you'll get there i'll figure it out I'll, i'll get there that's the whole point too. Like with COVID, I haven't really connected with people. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, this helps too. And I'm sure like more people will be outside once COVID or I mean, the summer hits too. Well, especially like, well, most of us are fingers crossed getting vaccinated in the next like month or two that yeah. we might actually get to see people for like a shred of time. Yeah. It's so annoying. All these rules and stuff. Like the fact that we've been in lockdown since November is just, uh, I know. Disgusting. And like, we only had like a brief little piece out of it. Like yeah. since the first time it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's that. And that's it. Thanks for listening to creative castaways podcast. If you enjoyed listening or learned anything today, pay it forward and share the podcast with your friends and through social media. You can find us on Instagram at creative castaways pod and listen to us on Spotify, Apple podcasts and Google podcasts. Thanks for all the support, and we'll see you next time. Creative Castaways.